What's up and welcome to Groundbreaking, a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives, redefining what it means to create and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today. I'm Jake Brewer. Let's get started. been waiting for this episode since last season and it's finally here. My good friend Fiona Tran is the creator of FT The Label, a new clothing brand that's been a dream of hers for as long as I've known. Today I'm talking to Fiona about how you actually start a clothing brand, how to balance it with your day job of course, and how we, all creators, can tackle the landscape that both encourages us but also can feel like it's out to get us. Hey everybody, welcome back to Groundbreaking. I'm absolutely thrilled you're here with us, but also here with us today because my guest today, I have had conversations about this podcast. She witnessed the involvement of the first season and I told her all about it. I told her how much I loved it and I knew about this project she was working on and I was like, once you are at that point, I have to have you on the show and we're gonna talk about everything. Um, And I feel so incredibly grateful that I got to witness a huge part of her process and her entrepreneurial journey. But even before that, I got to know her really well before I even first heard the idea for FT The Label. And we're gonna have a really exciting episode today, probably a really informal one. We're probably gonna make fun of each other because and laugh at each other, that's just what we do, probably get too personal. It's just how it works. We've done road trips together, we've done photo shoots together, we have traveled, we have all kinds of things. Um, And she's one of my favorite people to talk to, which is why I'm just so excited for today. And to welcome my really good friend, Fiona Tran. Welcome to Groundbreaking. Oh, thank you so much for having me. That was such a sweet intro. It was like melting. (laughs) Well, you, you deserve all of the praise. And not only are you an entrepreneur, you're a recent Berkeley grad, you are a social media superstar, you are a blogger, and you probably have a million other things up your sleeve that you're going to surprise us all with who knows when. Um, But I'm really, really excited to talk to you today because I know how transparent you are with your work. And just watching your Instagram stories, I know like, okay, what's, what's going on with Fiona today? This is the problem we're trying to solve, and this is how we're solving it. It's very, very practical. And you don't really put up this facade of everything's going amazing, everything's great, everything's falling into place. Um, And there's something about that that keeps it exciting and fresh and makes me really want to support you. So I want to start here. Let's give people the background um, because I'm going to do my best. I think I... I think I like just know some about what we're up to just because of our conversation. And whenever I'm in the San Francisco area, I'll say, hey, um, but catch us up. Where's FT the label at right now? I know we got a huge launch like right now, just to basically. And um, tell us about that and take as much time as you want. Tell us about how we got to this point. Yeah. So I initially started a well, initially was F the label. And this was like for a case study project that I was doing for an interview back when I was in college. And starting a clothing line was something I always wanted to do. I never knew what to call it, but I just felt like this was just a, such a personal project for me that it's like, I thought it was appropriate to name it with my initials FT. So after I graduated college, um, or like right in the middle of like my spring senior year, um, 
the pandemic happened and that was just a whole crazy mess of everything that you could not predict coming towards you. Um, and it was just a really challenging point in my life. I was getting really depressed. I had like anxiety attacks for the first time and it was just like a lot going on and I didn't really know what was going on with school and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know what, like if I have all this free time now and I don't have a job holding me back or I don't have school holding me back or anything like that, then maybe now is like the best time to pursue my dream of like launching my own clothing line. Um, so right, maybe like a month after that realization, um, I started diving in into my work and basically started my clothing line and I was like designing I was doing like hours of google research I was staying up like till like 3 a.m every single night because I just like was so curious to learn about everything and my brain was just like bombarded with information um I created like brand books and just a visual guides because I'm just I'm personally a visual learner so I just created a lot of visuals for me to kind of like brain vomit my thoughts. I don't even know if that's the right saying. That probably made no sense. But <laughs> um, no, but it's very, very clear. This is this is so far how I remember things, and it it just only gets cooler from here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's progressed so fast. Like I think I've learned a lot of different things, and um, I've made you know certain mistakes that in some ways did cost me some money and and time in another way, like I was able to uh, save myself from, you know, maybe a little bit more of a risky situation. Um, so I've learned a lot throughout the process and there's like a lot of different like pivots that I have to do. Um, it's kind of like in Friends where it's like, you have to pivot the cast, like pivot, pivot, <laughs> pivot. And you know, I, I learned all of that in my business classes and I was like, oh, it's like, it's, it's not gonna be that bad. And then I was, um, fast forward after graduating in May of 2020, I started to basically like think about my work again. And then I was like, wait, I'm working full time now. And then I'm also like in the middle of that fast forward a few more months. I was like, wait, there's like so many different issues coming up and like logistics issues. And like, I'm working full time at this point. So I'm just so overwhelmed with like so much going on because I'm just juggling more than I can actually really juggle because I can't juggle in real life. Um, but basically from there, it's just, I had to pivot and my initial game plan for everything changed. Um, I was supposed to have this really exciting like launch for spring, um, but then I basically ended up launch, launching a comfy outfit collection instead. That's just kind of like more staples and, um, reflecting on like what our brand or my brand really is um and then it's just going to be more original pieces to come over time um just because everything you know one step at a time you can't throw a bunch of rocks together and expect it to build this beautiful castle um everything takes time and patience and you know I'm just trying to do my best with it and also like be transparent with everyone in the process and keep it as real as possible as if I was the consumer Absolutely. Well, you're doing something really cool that I have never really seen anybody else do of the documentation of the process. And maybe that's just because I know like, oh, I have to keep up with Fiona because I know this cool project is happening. And I have so many follow-up questions for you. And I want to start here because 
I think a lot about when we're doing these shows of like who is listening to this. And I would imagine there's got to be some people out there listening who are at least considering the thought of, oh, what goes into designing your own sort of label or clothing line or even just getting into that industry whatsoever. But let's talk and start here. Graduating school and you graduated at the strangest time ever. Um, and really, really difficult too, because from that point, like we, I know we even had conversations about this of, we were told you get a job nine to five, you work 40 hours a week and that's the rest of your life right there. But I always knew you wanted to do this sort of creative thing at the same time. So at that point that you graduated, I'm sorry if it's like traumatic to almost think back. Oh no, no, it's totally (laughs) fine. Like, did you... How, how was that sort of mental progress and how did you get yourself to almost give yourself the permission to do your own sort of creative project and kind of go against the grain? So for me, I always felt like growing up since I was a kid, I knew I always wanted to do my own clothing line. Um, and closer to when I was a teenager, my family always, you know, did their own businesses and stuff like that. So Um, I feel like that entrepreneurial blood really runs in my family. And so for me, um, so my, my route to entrepreneurship is very different from what my family is accustomed to. Um, I personally just felt like it's just something I always felt like I needed to do. And that would just be the one thing in life that would make me feel more fulfilled than anything, because no matter whatever nine to five full-time job I have I knew that I was never going to stay in that um I think I'm just too active and wanting to do my own thing and and the way that I want to put things out there and it's just like from my point of view and I'm like I'm sure there's a lot of other people that feel like like this but then it's just like how do you communicate that through all these different systems and how people like run their businesses nowadays and um I just wanted to make it more relatable to people like me because I just feel like everything for me has never been a stroke of luck, but a matter of hard work um, and just manifesting things and keeping it real with yourself. So um, it's just kind of like, I don't know, I would like to call myself ballsy just because I, I just love taking that leap and trying new things and it's like if you fail you fail but at least you learn something and I think that just makes me feel more fulfilled and so excited to get up every single day and to work versus like going to a nine to five clocking in clocking out five o'clock okay you're done um and then you just go home and watch tv all day for me it's like I love watching tv and designing stuff and freaking out over work so um that's just my own like cup of tea I (laughs) I'm kind of like all over the place honestly but it's just like when you feel something is right it's like kind of like that saying it's like when you know you know um I was like there's no better time to start than now and it's just a blessing in disguise um that everything has happened now even though there are a lot of different things that um could have gone better and differently of course of course and it's and it's not wrong it's not wrong for us to talk about the sort of taking the challenge into an opportunity despite everything that was the past year like it's okay for us to talk about like we can preface that and say we are both very i learn things from you uh, and like i try to educate the people that like follow me and like those sort of things where like i know i know where you're coming from too so and i always know that you are somebody who does everything with purpose you are never somebody that just like i don't know just just like 
does it just for, I mean, yeah, I'm not very, even if I, it, I, even I, it is just for the hell of it, that is your purpose. But I always yeah. know that you've thought things through. Like you are never, um, Super I don't know, nonchalant. Even, yeah, yeah. You're never like, I don't know. You always just have such a, you're very goal oriented. And so I always know she's working towards something and that something's going to be productive, if not for her, for other people. Um, and so let's think about this now. Um, if I were to start a clothing line, I would literally not even know where to start. I would actually probably go on like some like graphic design site and think I just had to like order shirts from like a t-shirt company or something like that. And I, I mean, and my team and I, we've tried to do like merch before and that's usually just like how it rolls. And, but like, I just know there's other options out there. So what was, what was the first challenge you faced? Like day one where you sat down and were like, let me create this. What was like the first, oh, now I have to figure this out. Um, so the first one was how the hell do I sketch out what's in my head to paper to show somebody because I cannot draw. Like, I kid you not. Like, I don't think I've ever shown you me drawing a stick figure, but it's absolutely horrifying. Um, it's bad. <laughs> so basically the first step was like, like being able to discipline myself and consistently sit down and learn about like what, like what is like, how am I going to learn how to like sketch all this stuff out? Like, what am I going to do? Um, and so I spent like three months on Adobe Illustrator learning how to draw fashion illustration. And that was pretty difficult because it was just super technical. It was very time consuming. Like I was just getting to know things, but it just, the way this timeline was moving along and the way I wanted to move things along, it was just way too time consuming for me. So I actually contracted somebody to help me draw it out. Um, and she did a fantastic job. And that was super helpful for me. Um, I, I don't know. It was just, it's just all over the place, honestly. Like it's just, that was probably one of the hardest parts in the very beginning. Um, but then moving forward as like things progressed, it was cold calling and I was like, okay, like how do I find someone that's not going to screw me over and pricing and stuff like that. And like, I did have like some like hiccups over that. Um, but it was, you know, an affordable loss. Um, and then the, it, I think the hardest part for me now, and that drives me absolutely insane, is actually sourcing. Um, just because I feel like everything else is just so available, but sourcing is just so broad. It's all around the world. It's hidden nooks and crannies. And people aren't very like um, welcoming about like sharing these things. So you really have to go look for it yourself. And it's um, super, super difficult. And it's just emotionally draining. Um, for example, like I found this fabric that I absolutely loved and they were like, yeah, we only have like a little bit left. And I'm like, that's not enough for my production. Um, and then I go find it and then I'm like, can I reprint this fabric? And they're like, there's copyright. And I was like, I don't even know if fabric has copyright on it. Um, I didn't, I didn't like, know there was, there was so much to fabric and uh, just real so quick much. sourcing by sourcing. You just mean like the, the, where you're getting that material to actually produce the clothing. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bunch of different things. So it could be sourcing like fabric. It could be sourcing manufacturers. It could be sourcing like people who you're going to contract to help you do certain things. Um, like it's, it's different stages and each one is just so technical. 
um like pattern making is also another thing like you have to find a good pattern maker um like that's the kind of pickup with mine like it just there's just a longer lead time with that so that just backtracked a lot of things as as well so um being very thorough in your sourcing and setting expectations off in the very beginning um is very important and it's also just like making sure that these people aren't going to take advantage of you because I've run into situations where I was like, this is absolutely absurd. Like I know what the average is and like, this is like, you're charging me almost triple just because I'm new. So it's just like, you have to be very self-aware and do a lot of research in the industry before um, you're just going to run into like a lot of hiccups and like a lot of issues and some that can like really just blow your entire project up if you don't make the right choice off of that. Of course. Okay. Um, so, so like, so you're making these designs and you, so you, and you just send them to a sourcer. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm so intrigued with like how, like, you know, like just the process of something digital turning to something physical is insane. Um, so you, did you know, cause I know the sort of like first launch we have here is a little bit more like loungewear, which is very smart and very applicable to right now. Like it's just, yeah. it's just what we're wearing, you know? Um, so what, I guess, okay. Two part question here. What, like, how did you come to that sort of like conclusion and was it hard to sort of like accept that the vision and the process was already changing that early in the process? Cause obviously you have like a goal here at the end and you talked about like, Oh, this is like the dream for the spring. And pretty soon it was like all these like new sort of hurdles. So how, what was that like dealing with your vision sort of changing early on? Um, honestly, can you repeat the first question really quick? Yeah, it was the, no, sorry. I give the wordiest questions. It's okay. I've I've been told (laughs) that before. Sometimes I swear, like, um, sometimes I'm like, I swear I am smart, but I also have the brain of a goldfish. No, it's, well, you're putting your energy where it needs to be put right now. And for that, we do applaud you. Um, for like the first collection, the first like launch, like what brought you to that being the first impression? Um, so the thing about my collections is that I notice there's always things that when I go shopping and I'm like, you know, that could be better. Or like, if they just fix this one detail, this would be a lot more accustomed to my taste. Or like, you know what, like $300 for this dress. And then now it's like, I'm doing so much research on fabric. So it's like, I know when brands are like overpricing their clothing and like when they're overselling things that it just like, if this is like, that's not it. Like, wait, spill some gossip for us. I want to like, I want to know this. Like, I'm really curious. Like I know, like I know clothes are overpriced, but (laughs) we we keep them vague because we never know. Like there may be partnerships down the line there may be or maybe not or maybe they're been by that actually mean they're they're going to want to partner with you um yeah but okay i won't force those out of you but if you want to like if you want to like i don't know like casually drop something and like wink like well we'll know yeah yeah (laughs) don't worry um i'll 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 sprinkle it in on question number three um but just to finish up your first question um basically like it's just you just kind of have to find little details that you do and don't like about things. And for me, it's all about making a baby. That sounds really weird and just a very strange analogy, but I promise you it makes sense. And 
So basically, it's just like, it's a compilation of different things. It's like we always find inspiration from somewhere. And there's always things that we like. But for me, it's just, I feel like in for me in particular, like, I have a very specific aesthetic that I like to go towards. And I pay attention to details about things. So when I go out and it's like I see something and I'm like I like it but I would like it if it had this or like I wish this top and these pants had like the same buttons or whatever like for example um like that's kind of like my main drive is just like to create something that like I'm sure if I've had that thought I'm sure someone else has like that's always the way to think about it right because it's like that's saying like you're never alone, like we're always in this together or whatever. Like, like you're not alone if you have that thought because I'm sure other people do. Um, and it's just a matter of like how do you carry it out? And it's like, how do you transfer a mental image into paper? Um, so basically from there, it's like moving into that production process. It's like that's how I kind of like thought about it. It's like, is this practical? Is this gonna make sense for everybody? Um, so that's what I really took into like with design and everything as well. I wanted to make sure everything just made sense and it tackled similar, like some things are just like, I like it and I want to create that. And then there's other things where it's like, I wish this dress had this and I want to produce it and sell it at a cheaper price with fabric that I like way more. So it's just like maybe I wouldn't say like com competing per se with like sustainability brands because it's like honestly sustainability if there's anything I've learned about it it's really really hard to come by the right fabric that you want um and two it's it's so 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 expensive and you got to make sure you have the right manufacturer that goes along with it it's like you don't want to buy like a pair of um Nikes and then a pair of like Jordans are those the same brand? I don't really actually know. I'm not a sneakerhead. But it's like you're not gonna pair. You're not gonna buy a pair of Nike for your like left foot, and then you're not gonna buy a pair of like Adidas for your right foot. Like you want to make sure like it's the same pair. So that same thing goes into the sustainability. Um, but it's like I've noticed that like even when I'm like shopping for fabric and stuff like that, like like this is just it's overpriced and it's like not what it is. But I like the style, but I feel like I can do it better in my own way. So that's just kind of like my thought process about like design and getting that from like pen to paper and how that inspired me but like at the same time um like I said like it doesn't come without its hurdles so with that said I basically transitioned over to creating a loungewear brand as like a pre-launch to my official brand which won't actually be coming out until summer um so that's gonna be drop number two and All right. <laughs> looking <laughs> so forward we'll to have it that. I know I might be rambling right now. Um, I just, no, like, it's, I it's, so all, it's so great. It's I'm not going to ever interrupt you. Like I just, okay. no, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, but yeah, like it's, it was such a pivot and honestly, so this was, I would say, I don't know. I think it was the last week of December. And at this point I was like, I'm on track to have my original now summer launch was supposed to be this month. And now I pushed it back a couple months because there was like logistics issues and stuff like that. And it was just something where it's like, I wanted to offer everyone something that I'm building this excitement up to. And I wanted to sell something that was exciting for everybody as well. 
so that's why I started off with my loungewear stuff. It's like very simple, um, but it's like comfortable and it's just like sends good vibes left and right, just because I feel like that's what we need more in the world right now. Um, and just like, of course, like my always thing, my, my main thing is always like quality. Um, so it's like everything's just fantastic quality and I'm really excited about that. Um, and it was like kind of like a stressful pivot for me because I was like, is this going to be a good idea? Like, are people going to be like, oh, is that what she meant by starting a clothing line? Like, is this like, this is like literally like not actually like creating a clothing line or whatever. Um, but it's just like, for me, it's just, I set my intention and like, I know where that is and, um, you know, good things are coming, but this is kind of like where it starts. And I think this is a great foundation to just kind of build some excitement about what's to come. Um, and I just, I'm super excited about the pieces. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to see them yet, but um, our marketing campaign is up and going and uh, launch will be coming up sometime this month. So um, you'll have a three, two, one countdown. <laughs> that it's, it's so, it's so exciting to watch all of this. And I want to, um, I want to talk to you about the marketing piece of it too. Because I'm very fascinated how the pre-label Fiona and the mm -hmm. blogger ambition and the building up the following in the audience, then how that is sort of correlating into this audience for the brand. Because, I mean, you said like, oh, like I could have just made it like, you wanted to name it after your sort of name. You could have just very much like, oh, this is the Fiona Tran like brand. But I think kind of going by this in a different name still implies that, but it is its own sort of thing. So how are you like sort of working to convert like the audience that is there and get them excited about a project that does feel new? while also like, like you're working for two audiences, like the new audience and the ones that have been with you this whole time. Like, how do you market to both of those people? Do you, do you craft different messages or are you sort of finding this nice umbrella to cover them all? So I think the fun thing about my initials is that it also spells out like the shorter version of feature. So that's kind of like my first um, initial thought. I was like, oh, this brand could be Fiona Tran, the label, or it could be like featuring the label, um, which I thought was really cool because it it's like when in terms of marketing, it's like, well, it features you because you're wearing it. Um, and the goal is to make everyone like feel like stylish and put together, but still trendy and just really comfortable in their own skin. Um, I want everyone to feel like a work of art because everyone is a work of art. Everyone's different. Everyone's complex in their own ways. Um, so that's just kind of like what I'm channeling right now. Um, I think the reason why I haven't specifically launched the marketing campaign just yet is because I want to I want to work out a few details and really make sure I'm thorough with everything um, because I've just seen marketing campaigns uh, reflect very, very poorly on the designer just by wording something wrong um, or just putting out the wrong message and not being able to fulfill on that. Um, so I just want to be really careful about that. But at the same time, it's like that doesn't change the fact of like what I want my brand to be. And it's 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 not just like for me, it's for everyone that's wearing it and I want them to feel good in their own skin and um, just feel good about themselves and, and just like look good. Like that's the most important part. That's like all about fashion. It's like looking good. Um, 
And so, like, keeping things versatile, like, for me, I think I just bounce around the walls very easily, and um, I also like to be comfortable and stuff like that. So that, you'll see that in, like, the fabrics, like, the fabrics are comfortable, um, it's versatile, you can wear it for, like, whatever you need to wear it, dress it up, dress it down, like, do whatever you want with it. Like, I, I would love to see how people style my stuff. Like, some things, like, I wouldn't even know what to style with, just because I have such a specific aesthetic for how I like to wear things. Um, it'd be really cool to see how someone else wears it. And it's, it, you're right. It's going to be super exciting. It's just like, like any other like project. You just, you want to see how people latch on or at least adopt something that has been such a huge part of your life for so long. Um, but it's like, we have to also mention like a first impression is such a huge piece for any, anybody who's in the similar position that you're in right now. What kind of unique pressures are either natural or maybe you're even placing upon yourself right now that comes with like an initial and you called it a pre-launch so I'll adopt the same sort of like term but this sort of like pre-collection like introduction like what 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 sort of like nerves are there or what sort of concerns do you have that like were expected or unexpected um I would say that one of my biggest concerns is because I personally I'm trying to work on this. It's like I am kind of a people pleaser. I'm a perfectionist. Um, so I'm just like, I hope everyone loves it. And I'm really scared that like people aren't going to like it. And they're like, this isn't what I expected. Um, but my goal of these, like this pre-launch is like, while it is a different aesthetic, it does still reflect the same messaging that will follow with the rest of the label, which is to be kind and to be yourself and to keep hustling um it's made for the you know the woman on the go like she's a hard worker she's you know she's hustling and so that's kind of like who it's made for and it's made for people to feel confident about themselves um so the goal of the pre-launch is just to get that message across like literally the message like in words um you know on an aesthetic crew neck or hoodie I suppose um and then you know progress that into you know other things like other forms of art and how do you communicate that um but I think I think everyone's biggest fear is like you know will this be successful and like will people really like what you're putting out there and when people say they're gonna like support and buy it's like are they actually gonna support and buy like it's, it's just a realistic um like nerve and it's like, well, other people, like strangers, like what will they think of it? And like, how do you build legitimacy with them? And um, it's just, it's just a lot of pressure on that. And then it's just like, you're not even integrating like social pressure yet of like what people are gonna comment on your Instagram or how they're gonna depict your clothing and stuff like that. So um, there's just a lot of fear that comes with it, but it's just like, you don't really get anywhere with that because it's like, if you don't ever do it, you're not ever going to really figure out like what's going to happen. So that's why I'm just like, while those are my fears and pressures and concerns, I'm also like trying not to think about it and just know that whatever I'm doing, like if I feel like it's right and I've gotten praise for like, you know, my reputation as a stylist and as a blogger and stuff like that, then it's like, okay, then I feel like I'm on the right track. Um, and it's just like not letting that doubt creep into my head and trying to just kind of keep my eyes on the prize and put out something great that I'm proud of. And I'm sure I'm proud of it. Like other people will be proud of it and they'll love it. And, um, 
you know, my whole goal is to make everything relatable. Like, if I had to choose one word, it it would just be relatable because it's just like I am so candid about everything. Um, I just want that message to get across, just because I feel like a lot of brands don't have that, and I think that is um a gain for me because I'm, I'm so candid about everything and I'm like if I'm struggling like I'm struggling like I'm gonna tell you because it's like you don't get anywhere by sugarcoating anything um and I yeah I, I didn't even realize like how hard that hits at home when you or not like home but like when you said like how much you appreciated the transparency that I brought into the brand like that was just like an honest q and I just wanted to tell people about everything like I didn't even think about it as like a marketing like you know whatever plan and then or like a way to just be transparent with people like I just genuinely wanted to answer questions that anybody had um so yeah it's just it's a roller coaster but you know hopefully you'll get there one piece <laughs> and you hit on God, you hit on so many good points of the self-doubt but also recognizing that that self that self-doubt isn't substantial like you haven't really there's no legitimacy to that yet like why are we so concerned before anything's even happened? Like, why are we afraid of people not liking it before people have even seen it? Like, we're almost setting ourselves up for anxiety that does not need to be there, but it's something that everybody does. But you also brought up a really interesting point of like people telling you like, oh, I'm of course I'm gonna buy it. Like, I got you, I'm gonna support you. And I think we've both done enough projects where it's like, forever like forever grateful for all the love and support everybody like I know the people in my life who support me no matter what and who actually do and they like will show up mm -hmm. but it's it's also very damaging to have people who say they're gonna show up like not show up it's almost a larger impact than them actually just saying or showing up mm -hmm. and then then that's a negative impact on you because you're like if I can't even if I can't even get the people who love me and who would support me no matter what to show up for this it's 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 really it's really hurtful and i like again i love how transparent you are with that and it's something that's been super consistent and i realized as you were speaking like i say first impression but like people have known about the creation and the process for as long as it's been going like i remember like the last time i saw you it was like oh the instagram page is live now and i was like okay like oh like she's like Get, there's like, oh, this is like moving, moving. It was like the first, like, this is happening. And I always knew you would, but there is something different about like putting it out there and being like, oh, here we go. So what, what made you launch all of that information and that sort of very, very first impression or saying, this is what I'm doing so far ahead of the launch itself? Like, was it because you wanted to document the process? But it also sounds like the process was very different than you expected. Um, I was expecting it to be like a really cool documentary video. Someone following me around. Like I saw this woman on TikTok. She had a really cool documentary video. And I was like, wow, I wish I had that. But like, no. <laughs> um, I basically, so I remember, I think the last time we, we talked about this is like, I just decided on F2 The Label. Um, so that was like over the summer which feels like a lifetime ago. And honestly, right. it kind of was, um, but it's kind of crazy that I've almost been working on this project for a year. But basically back to your question, um, 
I brought it up so early mainly because one, I needed to secure my Instagram handle. Um, I went through so many different plausible names and like none of them were related to FT the label. Um, but I just could not secure a freaking Instagram handle because apparently everyone has one. Like even like my first and last name, I try to get that on Instagram and someone has it and they like don't really post. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just something I've always, I was just so excited to get it. I was like, yes, I got, I got the, the, the Instagram handle. I got the domain. Like it's just something I was just so stressed out about at the very beginning because that that's so creative and that's, that it's like the umbrella for your entire brand. And it's like, if you don't have that right, then it's like, well, how are you going to carry on the rest of your entire brand narrative? Um, so I was just so excited about it. And for me, it's like, I, I can't, I'm so bad at keeping like a really exciting secret. I'm just like, okay, like, let me tell you really quick. <laughs> but I, I, I was just like, I, I said I was excited like 10 times already, but I was so excited. So I was like, let's start this. And then I started kind of making like filler posts on Instagram. But then I kind of stopped that just because I was like, I really want to save it for like a really structured Instagram. And not to like make it aesthetic or whatever, but just so like, it's like, you know exactly what I'm putting out at the time because each drop is going to be different, but still kind of convey the same message. Um, so it was just kind of like getting that out there, like letting people, like all my friends know that I'm working on something, um, that I'm doing something with my life. Um, so it was like all of that. And then I just got carried away. And then it's just, everything just picked up so fast and I just did a Q and A. Um, and I, you know, I had friends who asked multiple questions and it's just from there, everyone started asking questions and I was like, wow, like people were actually curious about my brand. And it was, it was exciting and humbling for me because it's like people actually care and they're curious and they want to know. And it, that was just so fulfilling for me. So I'm actually really glad that I can't keep that exciting secret um, just because it, it, it gave me just like this validation that I feel like I needed. Um, cause it can feel really lonely creating a very big project like this and any other project, honestly, from any entrepreneur, um, just because it's like, I don't have a team. Like I am my team. I don't have a co-founder. Um, and it's just, it's been a lot of hard days, but it just, you know, ultimately it all comes together. Um, and just one little rewarding thing like that just can really brighten up your week and inspire your entire work ethic for like the next week or the next month and like what is what keeps you going um so I yeah I'm I'm really happy that I I did let my excitement overcome me and I started like pushing stuff out for the brand and um yeah it was just no regrets at all Good. Well, you, and you shouldn't have any, but I love, I want to talk about like what you said about like work ethic too, because one of my favorite topics to talk about with people who are in a very similar situation to you is how you balance like a creative project outside the nine to five. Cause at the same day, like we got to pay, we got to pay the bills. Like, pay that's, the bills. <laughs> that's like, that's just the reality of it. And again, I think there's such a value in just being transparent. It's like, Oh, well, of course you're going to see me mostly posting about the thing that I'm passionate about. Like I'm not posting about my day job. That's probably yeah. like illegal. We probably signed an NDA somewhere, but, um, I did. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, um, like when like five o'clock hits and it's like, okay, 
now I can like watch TV. I can work on the creative project. Like no matter how like passionate you are about it, like it can get hard to, to work on it because you're like, I want to be a normal person. And just when I'm not quote unquote at work, I want to like not be working. Um, right. so how do you, how do you manage that? How do you keep yourself energized? Cause you mentioned like, okay, other people keeping like interested keeps you energized, but because you are solo, it's just you right now and just you and a laptop, like what keeps you coming back to that? And how do you break up your day? Because I'm assuming like the traditional work happens in the same space right now. Yeah. Um, I would like to say I'm very well balanced and a super structured, organized, amazing person, super woman at it. Um, I am not. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would say you are, just to let the record state, <laughs> but I'm also excited to hear your further answer. <laughs> um, so I would say, okay, so I am, I love calendaring. Um, I love I, writing notes and making lists and all of that, but it, it gets messy sometimes because there's just so much to do. Um, and a lot of logistics to work out and then meetings throughout the day where it's like, you know, my manufacturer can only meet at this time. We're like, this is a business hour. So you have to go during the business hours. Um, so for me, it's like, I try to squeeze in as much of my labels work that I can throughout the day. So it's like, if I'll have a break um, at work, like a 10 minute break or like an, like my lunch break, I will, I'll go to my meetings during my lunch break. Um, I'll schedule my calls during my lunch break or like I'll schedule my call in this 10 minute period of like my so-called break. So I work between my breaks. So it's, it's, it's really nonstop for me since the minute I wake up and the minute I go to bed, I, I basically like start my day with my job. I cover what I need to do. And then once it starts moving into the breaks and you know, I'll start doing the things that I can only do during the day, which is like really talking and communicating with people to get stuff done. Um, and then once, you know, it's like four or five o'clock then it's like, okay, I'm just trying to decompress a little bit, but like that never works. Cause I'm just like, okay, now I get to like hop into this next project. Like I'm going to start designing. Um, so I get carried away with that until like, you know, maybe dinner time. And that's kind of like my only real break of the day. And I'll go on TikTok for like two hours, four hours, who knows. Sure. Um, but at this point, like that's just a creative outlet for me. And I get inspiration from this. So I would still consider going on TikTok work. Um, so it's just, it, it never ends for me, really. Um, I personally, it's, I, I, in a way, like, I'm a workaholic. I, it just, it makes me happy. Um, even just going to bed last night, um, I literally was, like, imagining, like, oh, how can I, um, like, what, what design can I come up with? Like, will this make sense? And I was, like, visualizing it in my head. Um, I was, like, trying to fall asleep, and then I, like, look, and then I'm, like, okay, whatever, and, like, you know, my phone brightness is all the way up, and then I'm in the dark, and I'm, like, you know be inspired and then I'm like you know I'm like half awake um so it's just it's it's really a non-stop hustle and I think that's just the way it is I I don't condone the whole you need to get you know every you need to work super super late and get up super super early like I think getting up early is a good thing I'm trying to practice myself on that um, I'm not a morning, morning person by any means so you know I'm not that 6 a.m wake up call chir chirpy little happy bird. Like I am so grumpy at 6am. I do not want to get up half the time. I hit snooze on my alarm and I sleep in until nine. And that's when I start my day. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest about that. Like it's just, it's just not realistic for me. I mean, today I managed to get up at 730. So that was a plus, but nice. Um, we're hey, we're getting there. Baby steps. We're getting there. It only took me uh, to set my alarm at 5am. <laughs> if that's what it takes, then that. we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah so um it just you know I think as long as you do what's best for you but like you really make sure that you hustle and get everything done during the day and you set expectations for yourself every day I think that is the most important thing like I try to cut off my work like by 2 a.m I'm like if it's 2 a.m and I'm still working then I'm like you need to go to bed because it's like I serve no better purpose to myself if I don't get rest um I'm that crazy person that needs like eight hours of sleep every night and I like I make sure I get it but like during the day I also make sure I do all the work that is needed um and it's just it's a rewarding feeling at the end of the day and it's like yeah you know I can do that again and um so it's just like building consistency with that and just being able to keep yourself accountable whether that's like on a schedule or on tasks um you know it it really varies and it, it varies on every everyone has a different way like different methods to their madness and um this just happens to me mine like work just makes me happy this project makes me excited I love learning new things and um coming up with like creative ideas but also there's some nights where it's like I have to you know deal with like the more difficult things where it's like finding fabric and it's like I can't find any fabric and it's just you know it, it can really be a hit or miss yeah and again you're you're living up to what i said at the very beginning about the transparency and just being like this is the reality of it um which i'm i wish more people did truthfully but um as we sort of wrap up the show i literally can't believe we're already there um i always i always like to ask two questions and i'm actually very excited to ask this first question because i don't know if i've ever even asked you this um and i feel bad that i haven't um person being like what are we what do we just need to manifest for you like like what what where is this gonna go like what's the dream are we talking like 50 years down the line where you're retired on like some beach or in napa (laughs) napa i feel like that's the vibe i get um or like are we are we still working or like do you just want to manifest like a week from now like what what can we all join you in doing oh man um that's 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 a great question and I'm kind of glad you saved it until now because I think if you asked me before I I would have given you a completely different answer um but I think one thing it's it's funny I it's I'm going to answer this question in multiple different ways and it might not make any sense um because I do word vomit but excuse me and hopefully you can stitch (laughs) this all together and it all makes sense um but it's funny because so back in high school I used to work or not work, but like I was on this, I was in this club called DECA and some people might be familiar with it, but basically it's like a business development club and you do a lot of um, uh, case studies and stuff like that. And back then I was focused on retail merchandising, how ironic. Um, And basically there's this one thing that this project that really brought me to mind. And I was like, I would work with FITM on this project and I think I actually included a glimpse of this because I did I did do a, a, a FITM challenge under DECA um, in retail merchandising. And basically, like, it was creating a business plan while creating the product and all this other stuff. So I was like, the goal is to, like, do this, do this, do this, and then get it to Nordstrom's. Um, so I guess, like, I could say mine is to get it to a department store to build a strong enough brand that it's recognized by department stores um that would be like a dream um I don't know how I'm gonna get there because right now I'm just like getting enough fabric just to make some dresses is like I want to jump off a cliff (laughs) like it's just a lot um and just like 
uh, I'll meet you on the beach or somewhere. Like, I just, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> but, um, it's just, I think just establishing a brand that's relatable is the one thing that I want. Like, obviously, every entrepreneur wants their business to be successful. And of course, I want my business to be successful. But I also really want to make sure it's successful and the brand message doesn't get lost and everything else that goes on in life because it's just like it's so easy to get sidetracked by everything um so i think all in all is just like manifesting success for the brand and um for me as an entrepreneur uh to be able to also inspire other people to start their own businesses and that's one of the reasons why i enjoy being so frank about everything and being honest is because it's like like it's not always smooth sailing and people are very vague about it. They're like, it's not always smooth sailing. And then they just kind of leave it there. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, like, what, what's what does that this? mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how do you start a clothing brand? Well, you go to the production and you go to fabric and okay. But like, how do you do everything else that comes out of, out of those categories, you know? And it's just like, I want to be that person that people can also like learn from. And like, I'm not going to be super stingy about like the information that I've learned because it's like, I wish I had a mentor when or a mentee um when I first started because it would just help me so much and it's just like if I can be that for anybody else um that would be like you know that's that's end game for me and it's like I don't see myself like really retiring anytime soon um I just I love work I don't think either of us are retiring anytime soon (laughs) yeah (laughs) we really have a choice um but it's just like you know by the time I'm done like 50 um, I don't really see myself like retiring per se because it's just like I enjoy work so much and if I can continue developing like you know developing brands or developing my own brand um, and being involved in that in some way like maybe I sell my brand to somebody else or maybe I'm still working on it and, and you know I have a much bigger team by that time like it, it it really varies like I don't really know if this is something I'll be doing forever before I'll move into a different industry um, but no matter what, it's just like, I love being involved in things as much as possible. And uh, work for me is just so, so exciting. And if I can, you know, be a support to anybody in any way, um, you know, that's the most fulfilling thing for me at the end of the day. And that's, and that's a perfect answer. And that's all, that's all we can ask for too, truthfully. That might've been a little longer than you asked for. No, no, it was, it, it's, it, it's so good. Cause of course you have your personal goals, but then the goal from the get-go has always been just like be the transparent and like, okay, everyone learned from my mistakes. I'll tell you all about them. You know, I think that, I think there's, it, that's a lot more powerful than I think either of us can even fathom. But the last question I do want to ask you is for everybody listening. And I know, I know you're going to give something good here and that's not to put pressure on you, but it's kind of going off that same thing we said of like, people just give vague advice like very often. And it's like, okay, like, okay, oh, you, like, go to your source, or you go to production, production, or, like, whatever, but if somebody were to actually, like, sit down at their desk, and, like, okay, I'm gonna do that, like, okay, so what do I actually, like, do, like, um, and it's, like, okay, be yourself, follow your heart, like, trust your gut, like, of course, of course, like, I'm not gonna not do that, but what, like, piece of tangible advice can you give somebody no matter where they're at in their creative endeavor, no matter what industry that they're in, like if they want to take an hour right now to work on a creative or some sort of passion project for themselves, what's like one thing that Fiona Tran would say, you have to do this. I would say don't think about it and just do it because it's like, there's no time like the present and the more you wait on it, 
the less likely it's going to happen because it's like if you like I'm I'm huge on intuition like I think my intuition is always right like if something just feels off to me and I feel like this little voice in my head like Hannah you should wait and explore your options like I'm gonna follow the intuition and I think everyone else has very similar intuitions it's just a matter of whether or not you want to listen to it and um so it's like I I think you should listen to your intuition and follow what you think you should do but also like another thing that I don't think people talk about a lot is to be realistic with yourself um it's it's important to just kind of like you know check yourself it's like well is this gonna happen or is like do I have to like make this change and um you know and it changes change is okay change is scary but change is good um but it's just like that shouldn't be a factor to stop yourself because the only thing that could stop yourself is you um and I think everybody is unstoppable so it's just like kind of like go do it and the worst that can happen is what you gotta know and that's it and it's you live and as long as you learn something is the most important thing as long as you learn something then every experience was profitable what a way to end it i seriously thank you so much for your time i know you're busy and you've got so many things going on it it means so much you making the time for an old friend and for you being so transparent of course sharing all of your incredible wisdom with everybody oh thank you so much i was so excited to join this podcast today i'm so glad well we'll have to have you on again when you're taking over the world Thank you so much. Deal? Maybe I'll start a podcast. (laughs) Please, please do. You will totally get me off the air by how good you'll be at it. So it's all good. And I'll be happy for you. And I will be very happy for you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Deal. Thank you so much. Fiona, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I always feel so incredibly inspired by you after every time we talk. I sincerely hope you enjoyed today's episode and you're heading over to Instagram right now to support Fiona by following her at FionaFKNTran and at FTTheLabel. And while you're at it, check out FTTheLabel.com too. Next time, I think we've got another Can't Miss episode for you. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's F-R-N-D-O-Y on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jacob Wittenberg. All the links are in the description for you. Well, guys, that's all for today. I will see you next time for some more groundbreaking.